Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Amen. Back in business, too, man. Whew. Man, how good is God? I mean, really, if you think about it, in spite of all that's going down in your life, first of all, it could be worse. But secondly, sometimes you have to remember, and I've just had to have this conversation with myself this morning, That's how I'm fresh on this one right here. When a challenge faces you, or you're going through a difficult moment, or you didn't hit a bump in the road, in the middle of that, if you can manage to be grateful, it will take you a long way. Gratitude is a powerful resource. If you can be grateful in the middle of it, gratitude is a powerful resource. When it's dim for you, and then got a little bumpy on the road, and you ran into some obstacles, and you done ran up into some detour signs, and your journey ain't smooth as it was last week or, or last year. You got to be grateful for the things that are going right and that have gone right and for the thing that's wrong right now to get right. Man, can I share that with you? Man, is that a tough one to learn. It is for me. It has been one of my toughest challenges is to learn how to be grateful because it's a powerful resource, but how to be grateful in moments of despair when it ain't going right. See, here's a mistake I would make. See, when something go wrong, I want to focus on the wrong so much in an attempt to fix it. But even then, the focus ain't always in the fix it. The focus becomes Man, this is bad. 
man, I can't believe this is happening. Why this keep going down? Th- that doesn't fix anything. You know, uh, milling over it, going over what's wrong, explaining it, sharing it with your friends, you know, making it sound worse than it is, tell the story for pity from other people. All of that right there has nothing to do with the fix. Sometimes you're just mulling over it. You're just making it worse. You're just making it a bigger problem. You're manifesting it into your atmosphere. You're putting it out there in your spirit. Now all of a sudden it consumes your day. Next thing you know, you're having a bad day. If you're having a bad day, it's because you've been having some bad thoughts. So what I've had to learn how to do and what I'm working on this morning is I'm working on this situation that then cropped up. I was going kind of smooth here for a minute, and now I then got real bumpy in the road, you know, and all this here. So what I'm thinking about now, though, is even though I've hit a bump in the road, and even though I done ran into a detour, and even though I've hit this lull, I'm going down into a valley, I ain't up on the peak, can I not still be grateful for all the things that God has given me, for all the things he's done for me, for all the things he's brought me through, and realizing that even this that's happening to me again is going to pass too. He going to get me through that too. Come on, man. God is a good God, man. It's a lot to be grateful for. So while I'm tripping on this bump in the road out in here, what I got to remember is all the things he's done for me. And like I say, my saying is joy and depression cannot reside in the same place. So instead of being down about this new bump in the road, if I'm constantly filling my mind with the thoughts of how good he's been to me, of what all he's done for me, of all the things he's brought me through, of all the blessings he's presented me with. When I go down that list, I really don't have a lot of time to mull over the situation. Now, do I have to fix this bump in the road? Of course I do. Are there some things I'm going to have to do to straighten it out? Of course it is. But Steve, just go on and get the business of doing it and straighten it out. What you mulling over and worrying about it for? You know, old people, I heard old people say something when I was growing up in the church. They say, if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. But if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. That's an amazing thing. And prayer just happens to be my weapon of choice. Now, it ain't always been that way. I want you to understand that. My first weapon of choice was, you do it to me, I do it to you. You call me out, I call you out. You say something bad about me, I've tried to find you and say something bad about you. That was my weapon in the past. How did that work out for you, Steve? Not so good. Because you know what? I spent a lot of time fighting back, kicking back, swinging back, when I could have spent all that time climbing. See, all you're trying to do at the end of the day, folks, is have a better life than the one you got. All you're trying to do is improve your position in life. You know, it's not my business to make sure you don't get where you're going. I ain't got no time for that. It's not my job to assure that you ain't as high as me. I ain't got no time for that. Your real mission and purpose is to have the best life that you can have, to ascend to the highest plateau that you can get to, to make your family as comfortable as you can, to provide as much as you can for your family, but legally. See, those of us that are sitting up here trying to come up with sideways, you can ask a couple million men sitting in prison today how they wish they hadn't have done that. And they'll tell you, oh, man, I wish I never had did it. I knew not to go down there. 
something told me not to go down there. Man, if I could change things, I would. But they sitting somewhere doing some time that had they made another decision, they wouldn't have to do. Now, that don't make them throw away people. Nah, man, because everybody make mistakes, and God is in the forgiving business. And some of us have done some things that really broke the law and a whole lot of other things and deserved to do some time, but through the grace of God, we didn't. But now we sit up here and we pass judgment on people who got to do some. Man, I don't care. I don't care what you've done. God can forgive anything. But our position, our motivation in life is to try to have the best life we can have and provide for those around us and make it comfortable. If that's your ambition, you don't have time to worry about or concern yourself with another person. And I wasted time doing that. And that's not the way to get it done. It's simply mind to your business. Taking care of you and getting yourself right and tight is 24-7. So that's a full-time job. So what I had to learn was, and what I've, the reason I've chosen prayer as, as my weapon of choice now, is that now prayer helps me that I don't have to fight back. Now, if I get cornered, I'm going to fight you. I, I, I ain't even going to lie to you. And I'm still working on some things that trigger me, you know, you, you know, you, you know, and 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 so I'm 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 slowly getting better at that. But I've learned that my weapon of choice is prayer now. So when it happens ugly for me, I pray about it. When it get tight and dismal for me, I pray about it. And the thing about prayer, man, is prayer changes things. Yes, it does. Now, read about it and try it. That's the deal, okay? Come on. Prayer is a wonderful weapon. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have it. Your undivided attention. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. About to be with it. That's all it is. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, Steve? Hey, that That damn junior. Has anybody seen Mama? <laughs> We can't hear you, Junior. What? what? Has anybody seen my mom? I called this fool yesterday uh-huh. on Mother's Day, and I was talking to him about something else. Uncle, how your Mother's Day doing? I said, well, you know, my mama gone, man, but, you know, I'm doing a nice one for Marjorie and everything. Called Marjorie's mom, so. Yeah, well, and this and that. I, I can't. My mom ain't even called me. So, so go ahead, Junior. Tell him what happened. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me speak to everybody first. J. Anthony Brown. I want to hear the story. I know. Nephew Tommy. (laughs) What up, what up? Let's get to it. Sip. Judas Paul. Morning. Uh, (laughs) Good morning. That's that's Medea's niece. Uh, So, Kia, what happened yesterday? I I've been calling my mama all day. I have yet to hear from her. I cannot give her her gift until she called me back. I have not heard from her. I've called. I've wished everybody, all my aunties, aunts, all of them, you know, I mean, all of them, happy Mother's Day. But the one lady I'm looking for, I have yet to hear from. Right. So I said, Junior, it's not your mother's job to call you on Mother's Day. You're supposed to call her. I can't find her, Unc. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I t- I said, Damn, Your I'm mom's sorry. in Houston, right? She's in Houston. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, she is. Sure, she is. 
But if anybody listening this morning, if you know Alicia Carol Henderson, please tell her she has a son. <laughs> looking government for name. Yeah, just anybody who just may see her. I don't know. I even put in the group chat that she's uh, in. Well, my mama been no, gone no, for 15 hey, years. I swear hey, to God knowing I my mama, see her No, my mama, she's all. perfectly <laughs> fine. She's perfectly fine. What'd you say, Jay? My mama been gone for 15 years, and I swear to God, I don't want to see her at all. No, no. That dude do jokes about it. Wow, Jay. I know. What? Wow. Jay don't come back. You hear my nervous laugh? He say, well, he do my nervous laugh. I'm not nervous laughing. Just don't come back to visit me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I couldn't take it. I couldn't. Back to you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all are comfortable. Interesting. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> Mama was good. Mama was good yesterday. Had a good time. Sent Mama some catering to the house for her and my sister. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then we got on the Zoom, and then that's when all, everything went to hell. <laughs> you know, the whole family on Zoom. Of course, there's one member of the family that would not get on Zoom and hang out with us. <clears throat> yes. Oh, Wow. Oh, that sounds like a He uncle. couldn't Zoom with us, you know. He couldn't <laughs> Zoom with us. That's all right, though. Well, I tried to get my older sister to Zoom, and I, they told her that we was going to Zoom, and she said, I'm not getting on no plane until all this mess is cleared up. <laughs> I said, Jesus. All right. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we'll have some trending political news for you, and we'll find out uh, what, uh, what else everybody did on this Mother's Day weekend. We'll discuss it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so before we get to the trending political news, and there's a lot of it, it's always a lot of it coming out of this administration. Uh, let's find, okay, so Tommy, you were saying Steve, your Uncle Steve didn't Zoom with you for Mother's Day. He wouldn't Day. Zoom with the rest of the, the family. The but, family, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, I, I wasn't expecting it. Now, they might have been. I knew, I knew off the cuff he wasn't tuning in. I, so wh- what'd you do for your wife? Wait, I just what? want to know, what'd you do for your wife on Mother's Day? Cause... You talking to me or Tommy? No, I'm trying to, well, we know you did something special, Steve. I'm getting I bought some gifts, Shirley. Okay. Oh, you did? Oh, that was nice, Tommy. That was, a, that's different. You bought what, Tommy? I didn't hear you. Bought some gifts. Okay. Even though she is not my mama, I went on the boss of this That's what we hear every Mother's Day. That's what you're supposed And you know to what? Do, it was pleasant around my house. It was that yeah. makes the big difference See? to me. Happy you life. happy, we happy, we yeah, all good. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's all it right. took was a gift. Yeah. All right, so Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See? How'd you spend your Mother's Day weekend? No, it wasn't nothing big. I just mm-hmm. had catering bought in, uh, did okay. a Sunday brunch for her. Had nice. the caterers deliver the That's stuff me. with mask on and gloves, drop it off, mm-hmm. set the burners up and everything, and then leave. Yeah. Uh, the grandkids was gone, so it was just me. The only one was over here was uh, Winton. Okay. Me and Winton, a uh, couple of uh, just 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 me and Winton, mm-hmm. one one guy that works here, and because uh, all the rest of the kids are somewhere else, and they they mothers too, so yeah. And uh, we just had that. And uh, that was it. You know, just had a nice brunch for her. She loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason came over a little bit later and sang a song for her, uh, did a video for her. She'll probably post that. That was pretty funny. And then um, had a, uh, uh, I ate some food that I hadn't eaten in a while because of my program that I'm on. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, shrimp and grits bought in. We had fried fish. We had uh, 
crab cakes, we had scrambled eggs, we had um, salmon, uh, and we had French toast and peach cobbler muffins. Oh, and, peach uh, cobbler muffins? That sounds yeah. different. Wait a minute. Elaborate was on that? that a little bit. Yeah. I don't peach know, man. Muffins. They was muffins, but they was made like peach cobbler. Lord Jesus. So we had a new shelf that we used. I don't have her card around here nowhere. But uh-huh. uh, I think her her web her Instagram was Chef Q T Rob. I think that's her Instagram handle. Cutie Rob. Like cute, like 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 cutie. Yeah, she was attractive. My security guard fell in love with her and wanted to marry her. That's nice. Yes. And, and and she was from Cleveland. First time my daughter turned me on to it and had arranged everything for us. So we had a real nice brunch for her and everything. Oh, cool. I just bought up some Louis Vuitton pajamas. That was nice. it. Well, that was and sweet. That was sweet. That was very it. nice. Yeah, very nice. That was it. You guys so. did good. And thank Yay. you guys for wishing us uh, happy Mother's Day. That You're was welcome. nice, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Wait, You're excuse, welcome. excuse me. <laughs> no, I was just, I was thanking you for the fellas. On the <laughs> of the fellas. You will. Thanking you for the fellas. <laughs> we hope because they, they the wasn't mothers. on it right away, but I was. So right. you know, there's no yeah, way. What a person not going to do is thank you and then don't say, you know, you're That's welcome. Right, Steve. You're right. You know what I mean? That just ain't proper. You got manners. On top of it. Ooh, girl. <laughs> and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank That's you guys right. so very much for all you do. Uh, in trending political news, former President Barack Obama delivered a critique of the Trump administration's response to the uh, coronavirus pandemic and a 30-minute conversation with his former supporters. Uh, Obama said the response to the coronavirus outbreak served as a critical reminder for why strong leadership is needed during a global crisis. President Trump responded, uh, he ripped the Obama administration's handling of the swine flu pandemic, and he said that Obama and sleepy Joe Biden got poor marks and didn't have a clue. Which was absolutely false because (laughs) they put up all the stats and he had a greater approval rating uh, than Trump had. Trump's disapproval rating was so high for the way he's handled the corona versus um, um, uh, Obama had approval rating for the way he handled the swine flu. But this guy's just a pre- the, the king of deflection. Yeah. You know, yeah. just the yeah. king of deflection. Yeah. This dude is, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Man. It's amazing the things that he will respond to and the things that yeah. he, he's closed he, mouth to. Yeah. 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 He's right. very petty. As soon as Obama yeah. says something, you should have yeah. known that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he said it, he picked up his phone and started tweeting. So. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you did. He tweeted 100 times this flu. weekend. 100 times this weekend. Right. He was. <laughs> what does the swine flu have to do with the coronavirus? This Nothing. is a pandemic, sir. Yeah. Worldwide, and your handling global. of it is what's ridiculous about this. Your handling of it, of all the cases, America has more, just America, yeah. which is not anywhere near the size of China, Europe, all of them. America has one-fourth of the cases of the of the of the uh 260-some thousand deaths. America has 
approaching 70,000. Yeah, we're deaths. over 70,000. Over 70, so well they're over almost 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So almost 80, they right. have over a fourth of the deaths. Over a third of the deaths, actually, in America. We've got a fourth of the cases, and we're nowhere near the population masses. Something is wrong here, and it was handled incredibly wrong for this to be the almighty United States of America. And it can Mm. only be attributed to leadership. It's the only only thing. This is true. And And, and I don't care how he spins this. Yes. We cannot allow this guy to lie his way out of this because this business of it's a hoax and all of that those were weeks gone by where we could have been doing something that's right yeah all right you're absolutely right steve and coming up next we're going to switch gears here it is monday so get ready for church complaints with reverend motown and deacon def jam that's right after this you're listening to the steve harvey morning show Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here. She's standing by with today's COVID-19 national news, plus an entertainment news. Boy, oh boy, this is a rough one this weekend. We lost some true music industry Man. pioneers this past weekend. Uh, we'll talk about their legacies at the top of the hour. But first, it is Monday, and it's time to lighten things up a bit with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam with Church yeah. Complaints. Mm-hmm. We gathered this morning. Yeah. Early risers, etifiably. <laughs> we are here to deal with the dibaciousness. Dibaciousness. Of the coronavirus virus mm. and the, the complaints that it is causing <laughs> at our church. Think you just cough, Pastor? Yeah. I'm trying to uh, get our. I'm coughing to try to get rid of our uh, virtual service doing Corona. I don't even want to do that. <laughs> what? You don't want to come to work at all, huh? You can't. <laughs> you can't collect no offerings or tithes virtual. Oh. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, complaints they is with the deacon. All right, Pastor, we got an issue here. You brought up the virtual aisle. Could you please talk to the usher board and tell them to quit standing during the entire service on Zoom? They are not working as ushers, all right? All we seeing is they midsection the whole time service going on for a whole hour. Well, I'm not going to stop them from being dutiful. And so we're but- going to allow them to continue to stand one hand behind their back Mm-hmm. And now what I have required is that they only wear one glove. <laughs> the hand that's behind the back, they don't have to glove that one. But they not working no doors or nothing, Pastor. They just I, I know they not, but we're trying to conduct the service as virtual as possible. Legitimacy. And just in case I don't have you noticed, they're wearing masks also. I didn't Even know that because they standing virtual. up. I see they midsection. I don't see nothing. <laughs> well, they got masks on, too, and I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. All right. If you say so. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, Pastor, due to the circumstance, we have 82 couples who are asking for marriage counseling. All right? They want you to conduct the session, but none of them really like each other anymore. Some are actually wanting to get divorced via Zoom. It's your call, Pastor. 
If we you are can on, I have a special disconnection service as I've reverted <laughs> back to my childhood. Mm. Uh, I'm doing viral divorces <laughs> for $125. <laughs> you charging? Yo. So viral divorces. How does that work, Bam? Well, you call in just like I did your vows. Uh-huh. I disavow you. Oh. Okay. So it's instant. <laughs> I no longer promise to be with you to death do us part. Say I do. I do. See, you ain't gonna rule it like that. <laughs> or or I don't. Disavow. I never heard it. disavow. And then that, that way it's over with. I've cleared it with the White House. Oh, Lord. <laughs> They've allowed that to go down. All right. All right. Well, look here, Pastor. We have, uh, we need to send some hair color to 90% of our members right now. Everyone Amen. Uh, has gray hair and unrecognizable on the Zoom. It's uh, it's up to you, though. The, the hair dye is going to cost us $875. We're not doing You can dye your hair at your house. That's uh-uh. not a Ceylon visit. Right, right, right. No, no they, we need to so, send them the, the, the dye to their house. No, we, we don't have, why, why, why has we got to send it, or Deacon? They don't have the money for the dye, but the problem is, Pastor, we can't recognize nobody on the Zoom. They all, everybody is great. I'm just going to say this again to you, Deacon. If they not paying tithes and dropping offers in on viral, I don't really care who they look like. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know. Okay. So just keep it like it like it is. All right. I'm moving Why right do you here. accept all complaints, Deacon? Is my question. <laughs> you don't have to deal with all of it. Man. He can pick and choose. <laughs> you know, you got to be a little bit more selective uh-huh. in what you gonna bring forward on radio. All right. Well, here it is. Amen. Uh, Brother Darren Lott. Uh, he. Uh, had uh, all eight of his baby mamas was at his mama's house yesterday for Mother's Day dinner. All right, now Sister Lot, his mama, wants you to talk to him because now the boy's engaged to Alexis Dixon and she's pregnant with twins. So she wants you to talk to this boy. I'm not going to do it. He's just living up to his name. His last name is Lot. Oh, now, he got a lot of kids, and he about to have a lot more. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll tell Sister Lot you're not going to talk to the boy. Not at all. Not at all in any way, for shape, form, fashion. All right. Now, here's a problem we got. You're going to have to discuss this mm-hmm. here. Uh, there was a big argument on Zoom yesterday doing church service. Now, Mama Rose wanted to give a testimony, but Sister Doris Faith told her we didn't have time. Mama Rose, in turn, said we had time when your mama joined the church for the fourth damn time. Why the hell we ain't got time now? And uh, that's when the argument started. You're going to have to talk to Mama Rose and Sister Doris Faith. I'm not not participating in the Zoom uh, activities at the church. I just do the viral uh, services. And I'm just now devoting it down to divorce. It's quite a lucrative business. I've divorced uh, 32 couples so far at the church. And uh, this is all income that comes directly to me, mm-hmm. in yeah. which I found a new business. I'm going to find a way to extend that out into the, uh, open it up to more than church members. 
<laughs> I As a matter of fact, let me uh, <laughs> let me leave you. I have a new website. It's mm. uh, you can go to www. Getyourassoutnow.com. <laughs> pastor, this is this is complaints, Pastor. You a pastor. Oh, well, I'm just fixing some complaints you can't fix. And this is brought about a lot of uh, divorces and so heartaking okay. where you can find happiness. Cause we really ain't got no idea how long this uh corona thing gonna last. Cause what they saying is Deacon that even when he fooled the governor, opened up all these states and everything, uh, it's gonna be a uh, second wave. Yeah. yeah, it is. As always, it's gonna be like wave. it's gonna be like a second wave, and they're gonna have to reshut down. Now you think about that now. You shut down, you sick of it. They finna open up the states, and you finna get shut down with this fool again. Oh yeah. www. You get your ass out now. <laughs> dot com before they shut the damn city back down twice. That's what it's going to be now. Get out, get out on, right after that first wave. Get, get out. out. No, that second wave, it, we did not have to open up. Uh, uh, we had a we drive-through funerals is what we had. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Deacon. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Little Richard, the founder and the architect of rock and roll, passed away on Saturday at his home in Nashville, Texas. Little Richard was 87 years old. The cause of death is related to cancer. Little Richard was a performer with that falsetto voice. He was playing, pounding on the Ooh. piano. He influenced all kinds of artists, especially I Elvis. Knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling Stones, of course, Mick Jagger, the lead singer there, oh. David Bowie, and of course, Prince. Yeah. Prince right. with the hair yes. and the, you know, and everything. Yeah, he will be missed. He will definitely yeah, be missed. One of the scariest movies is that, that movie. Have you seen that movie about the car? Was it? Where well, the guy had this car that comes back to life and they play a little Christine. Christine. Yeah. It's Christine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time you yeah. touch it, little Richard music plays on the radio. <laughs> oh wow. <Scary laughs> cool. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> the first time I met him, he was a guest on the Steve Harvey show with me and said. Oh, nice. That was the first time I met him. Legend, huh? Steve? Cool. He was a cool. Yeah. Good. Great yeah. brother, man. Very nice, man. Macon George. Yes, sir. Shut up. Always say, yeah. Shut up. Washing, started out washing dishes in the bus station. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. He, said I'm so, he said, I'm so excited I'm going to scream like a white lady. And I know that scream, so. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you now? You're familiar oh, do you? with that? <laughs> Well, in other music news, this is really sad, too. Uptown Records founder, 90s hip-hop R&B music pioneer Andre Harrell passed away on Friday. Uh, His was due to heart failure. Uh, He was 59. He was only 59. Andre was a true visionary. He built the careers of Jodeci Jr., Mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige, And Puffy. Also, in other music news, uh, legendary, iconic singer Betty Wright. Remember Betty Wright? She was known for the cleanup woman back in the day. Yeah. Tonight is a night. No pain, no gain. She passed away from cancer at her home in Miami. She was 66 years old. She was in a big lawsuit with Color Me Bad when they stole her music. Uh Yeah, for Sex You Up. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to sex you up. Yeah. Yeah, she was. um, Sweet, man. Woo. 
And I think it was just last week, Shaka Khan and a bunch of other singers had called for prayers, prayers. for Betty uh. Wright because they said she wasn't doing well. Yeah, so our condolences going out to the families of Betty Wright, Andre Harrell, and of course, Little, Little Richard. Richard. Um, wow. Whew, this icons. has been wow. some wow. kind of year. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. 2020 you know, ain't nothing to play with. Passed away um, Roy from uh, Siegfried and Roy over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus company. Yeah, from the coronavirus, yeah. 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 This I mean, is too much. you know, yeah, it just makes you think, you know, how much you have to be thankful for, you know, and these yes, people indeed. gave us, you know, so much good music and Andre Absolutely. Harrell, you know, especially hip, Andre Harrell, yeah, mm-hmm. in the 90s, because he was yeah. the one that kind of started that hip hop and R&B. He, he had that yeah. vision to kind of get that sound, especially with mm-hmm. Mary J and What's the yeah. 411. So it was R&B, but it was hip hop with it. So he was a true visionary with yeah. that sound in the nineties. Yeah. And, and then Joe to see Junior, your favorite group. Whenever you want it. <laughs> Come on, Junior. <laughs> Makes no difference. He gave us all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh R I P to all of them, please. Uh, <laughs> We're going to switch gears uh, again here. Junior closed his eyes like he's singing from yeah. his heart. Like he can't sing for real. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Jonesy, don't yeah. he save my life, man? <laughs> All right, Steve, time to get caught up on today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Okay, I'm going to talk about those uh, luminaries that we lost also, but also now comedian Jerry Stiller. There's word that he has also passed after Ben Stiller's dad. And, of course, Jerry Stiller, a very, very famous comedian. All right, this is Antrip. First, it was President Trump's military valet. And Friday, it was reported that Vice President Pence's press secretary, Katie Miller, also tested positive for the coronavirus. And Katie Miller, by the way, is married to senior presidential advisor Stephen Miller. That's the architect of Trump's hardline immigration agenda. So now three members of the White House's Corona Task Force are in self-quarantine. Doctors Anthony Fauci, the CDC's Robert Redfield, and FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn because they all came in contact with the infected individuals. Nevertheless, President Trump does not seem to follow the White House's own guidelines for social distancing. He doesn't wear a mask. And on top of that, Trump says that the uptick of nationwide coronavirus testing is making Americans unnecessarily fearful. The media likes to say we have the most cases, but we do by far the most testing. If we did very little testing, we wouldn't have the most cases. So in a way, by doing all of this testing, we make ourselves look bad. Trump seems to be more focused right now on reopening the economy. Right now, there are 1,327,720 cases of the virus nationwide with 79,495 deaths. The Georgia State Attorney General pledging to investigate the handling of the case of two white men for the alleged murder of a young black man in Brunswick, uh, which cell phone video shows being chased by those men in a pickup truck while jogging only three blocks from his home and shot at least twice. Local groups in about 25 cities raised money to take part in this weekend's Black Mama Bailout Project. That uh, project aimed at getting black female detainees bailed out for Mother's Day. Community activists uh, say that the number of incarcerated black women has been on the rise since the institution of new bail requirements. The Black Mama's Bailout Project has paid for the release of more than 400 women, by the way, since 2017. And finally, there was a heap of bad music industry-related news this weekend. First hit-making mogul, uh, Andre Harrell, who died of heart failure, as you just heard, age 59. Harrell and his Uptown Records, uh, key to the careers of Sean Combs, Mary J. Blige, Heavy D and the Boys, and Jodeci, among many, many others. And... Ain't no woman, 
That's right, the cleanup woman, Grammy Award-winning singer and composer Betty Wright also died at age 66. And finally, we lost Richard Wayne Pennyman, better known as the architect of rock and roll, Little Richard. The Grammy Award winner was 87 years old. His family said he suffered from bone cancer for a while. Little Richard, one of the first 10 inductees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The president's personal valet, the vice president's press secretary, have both tested positive for COVID-19. And now Dr. Fauci and the head of the CDC and the head of the FDA are all in self-quarantine due to possible exposure. You think? <sighs> Nobody wearing a mask. No, and they're not social distancing. Nobody has on gloves. Yeah. Yeah, but the they, whole White House got it, trust yeah. me. <laughs> Their excuse is always that they get tested every day. They get tested every day. Yeah. You know. And if they got it, are they going to really tell us? Come on, man, right. no. In light of all of that, J. Anthony Brown is here with his segment, You Make Me Sick. You Make Me Sick. <laughs> no. Junior writes poems that are uplifted. Beautiful. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I never. I don't want to do that. I'm not. That's not my, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going for that audience. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to uplift. No. You. This poem is titled "You Make Me Sick." <clears throat> when I look upon your ugly face, oh man, you make me sick. <laughs> when I hear you speaking on the TV, I'm saying this has got to be a trick. <laughs> Words like throw up and vomit, just to name a few. Just the mention of your name makes me feel like I have the flu. The coronavirus is making people sick, but you make people sick too. Telling people to drink Lysol and bleach. What the hell is wrong with you? When I see you gesture with your tiny, tiny hands, I want to gesture back with my middle finger. Because you, I cannot stand. Damn, you make me sick. That's it. I'm done, man. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> did you just drop the mic? <laughs> <laughs> she got two poets on this show. And I'm done. No, no, no. Junior is an uplifting poet. I'm an oh. angry poet. I'm an angry, okay. I'm an angry poet. Yeah. There's a difference between the two. There's a big I difference. See, I see. When I see you gesture with your tiny, tiny hands, uh-huh. I want to gesture back with my middle finger. Because you, I cannot stand. Damn, you make me sick. Boom, drop the mic. And you know we have another poet on this show. You know we do. He's just impromptu. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. Oh, he go yeah. hard now. Yeah. yeah. Go, oh, yes. I go hard in the paint tunnel. <laughs> Step up to the mic, Mr. Harvey. Yeah. You know there are times <laughs> oh, when I try to leave situations alone. Yes. But something draws me in. Uh-huh. Something says, go ahead on. <laughs> I try to ignore these things and act like they ain't right. Yes. But nothing keeps me up than not opening up my mouth late at night. <laughs> Black ass Steve, oh, that's who I am. Still going. Still going. Okay. I don't care. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I was who I was and I am who I am. Uh-huh. I'm Black ass Steve. Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show yeah. coming up in 34 yeah. minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, there is an additional surveillance video that shows an individual believed to be Ahmad 
Arbery. No, it's, um, it's Ahmad Arbery. His parents confirmed it. Yeah, his him. family did confirm it, yeah. yeah. Uh, his family confirmed it by looking at the tape. Uh, this this guy, Armad Arbery, is looking at an empty house under construction before being killed on February 23rd in Georgia. Also, Team Rock Nation, J, that's Jay-Z, Alicia Keys, Meek Mill, uh, civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump and Lee Merritt, the family's attorney, penned an open letter to Georgia elected officials on yesterday. They called for justice of uh, for, for Ahmad Arbery. Uh, of course, he's an African-American, 25. He would have been 26 over the weekend. He was shot and killed while jogging in, in uh, Glenn County, Georgia. The letter was published in the Atlanta Journal. The artists and lawyers want uh, the officials to charge the man who filmed the shooting. Uh, his name is William Bryant. They want him charged as an armed accomplice. And uh, they also want the district attorney, uh, Durden, to recuse himself due to a conflict of interest for the attorney general to appoint special counsel. The shooter and his father, their names are George and Travis McMichael, said they believed Arbery was a burglary suspect. Wow. And are they saying, and that's why they shot and killed him? You know, um, come on. I'm, I'm just looking for the outrage. See, here, here's what I've noticed a pattern in all of these deaths by these vigilantes or by policemen. It just uh, spurs on the ire of black people. What we need to really stop this problem is for some whites to be outraged at this. I mean, I, that's, this is the only way this is gonna turn around. We, because if it's a hate crime, would it not be a hate crime if it happened to a Jewish person? Would it not be a hate crime if it happened to an Asian person? Would it not be a hate crime if it happened to a gay person? So what I need for is the ACLU, the Jewish Defense League, the gay rights people, everybody who is in an uproar when something happens to you. See, what's ha what is happening, y'all, is what we don't understand. If we don't stop all hate crimes on all people, on all levels, it will continue to happen against Jewish people, against gay people, against Asian people, against Latino people, against anybody that white supremacists feel like they're better than. And I'm telling you, man, until we all band together and fight this thing for the sake of the human race. Yeah. If long as black people are the only one complaining, the same thing finds a way to keep happening. We've got to get together and look at these hate crimes and everybody that's ever been hated on has to pull together. Because if you stop this type of hate crime, it can affect the other type of hate crime. But if they know they can get away with it, it just keeps happening. And I'm telling you, and I appreciate Rock Nation, I'm not saying nobody should stop doing what they're doing. Because I think Rock Nation and the, and the Lee Merritt and all these brothers are outstanding. What I'm saying is, what I would like to see happen is these white organizations. Look, man, if you just treated the black man like you do endangered species, yeah, you said that, that would help us yeah. a great deal. Wow. Put yeah. us on the endangered species mm -hmm. list you like you that. do everything else because that's what we're turning into, yeah. an endangered species. Put us on that list 
and watch what happens. Because if you get on that list, oh, they got funding. Ooh, they got yeah. groups. What? Oh, boy. They, yeah. they get right. to saving. Yeah. 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 So I might of course. That's unfortunate. You know, mm. that, that is unfortunate to care more Can about Can I read something real quick? Real quick. Really, really Animals. Quick. Real quick. Yeah. Than human while beings. driving, while walking home, while buying cigarettes, while jogging, while sleeping, while crossing the street, while playing music, while selling CDs, while in church, and while in your own damn home. These are just some of the ways that black men have died. That's just wow. some. Yeah. That's just some. Right. All right, coming up next, Nephew Tommy is going to be in the building as we switch gears to take the prank phone call today. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject, We Both Got Busted and Can't Be Trusted. Right now, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? The job offer. The job. <laughs> the job offer. Offer. That, that sounds harmless. It sounds harmless, Girl. don't it? Yeah, the job <laughs> is all harmless. 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 <laughs> now, do 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 you want to hear? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. it's harmless. Okay. Yeah. It sounds harmless, but yeah. do you want to hear it? Of course. Take a listen. Here it is. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a William, uh, William, please. Yes, this is William. Hi, William. My name is Daniel. I'm with Employment Agency. Oh, yes. How's it going? Okay, I'm pretty good. You you actually came in a couple of weeks and filled out some forms. And... Yeah, 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 I did. I did. You're, you're, you're seeking employment, correct? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I got a few things here I'd like to go over. If you don't, if you have the time, I'd like to uh, get a couple questions from you. I think I, I actually have something I could send you out on on Monday if you actually fit the criteria, okay? Oh, okay. Well, hold on one second. Let me grab a pen real fast. Hold on. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm ready. All right. Are you used to physical labor at all? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, so that's not a problem health-wise or physical. You're, you're, you're able to handle that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. Uh, about how tall are you, William? Um, about 5'8". Five 5'8". Five okay. And um, how much do you weigh? About 150. 150. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Now, um, have you done any singing at all? Uh, not, not, I can sing a little bit. Not, you know, I'm not a singer-singer, but, you know, I could, I could, I could blow a little bit. But not, not, not professionally, but, you know. Right, right. But you're, you're pretty good at holding a note, at least, though, right? Yeah, I can I can hold a note. Uh huh. Okay, not bad, not bad at all. Are you good working out in the heat? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. At this point, man, I'm I'm willing to take anything. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Okay, how long you been out of work? Ah, uh, man, for about a good about a year and a half now. Okay, well, man, we're gonna try to fix that for you. I know uh, with the way the economy is, you know, I I know how people can be out of work and not be able to find what they're looking for. But I, I think we've got something up our alley. Now, let me ask you this question. Are, are you good working barefooted? Barefooted? Yeah, without without shoes on at all. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, the, I guess if the job requires it, then, I mean, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Now, we're going to start Monday morning right at sunrise. So we're talking about 536 o'clock here. We're going to need you uh, to report to the field to actually get ready, Okay. okay. What kind of job is this? I mean, uh, uh, what you're going to be doing, William, is you're going to what you're going to be doing is actually picking cotton, and we want you to do it barefooted, and we we'd like for you to actually sing uh, while you're doing it. <laughs> man, you got to be kidding me, man! Are you serious? 
I'm dead serious. The job pays uh, ten bucks an hour. You know, we're gonna get you some good hours out wait, there. I know wait, it's gonna wait, be. A... Wait a minute, wait a minute, man. Uh, I mean, with all due respect, man. I mean that. I mean, you talking about picking cotton and bare feet and and ten dollars an hour, man. I don't. Well, you, you're, I mean, you're gonna be, and, and don't, don't forget, I, I I do need you singing. It's gonna be a. Do you know any Negro spirituals? No, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> who is this again? Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm Daniel. I'm one of the uh, employees here. I work at employment agency. You know, I pulled up your file and and saw how long you've been out of work, and you know, I, I've got something that I think you'll be perfect for. Okay, but what? I mean, what is this job really about? I mean, you talk, you're talking about picking cotton. Well, you, you know, basically it's kind of like a, you're getting paid, you know, the 10 bucks an hour. You're probably going to get about 10 hours in a day. So, so you know, you're going to make 100 bucks a day. It's, it's, it's a... It's, it's kind of like slavery, but it's not. It's. I mean, whoa, you whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, brother, hold up. Uh, <laughs> man, I didn't sign on for nothing like this, man. I mean, I'm I'm thinking you guys are supposed to be helping me with a up to date job. I mean, slavery don't even exist no more, man. I mean, I mean, it, it does not exist. Nowhere, we brother. are going to pay you. You understand, but we do want you barefooted. Man, you are telling me I gotta I gotta sing and walk barefooted, picking cotton, singing some. Slavery songs, bro. I don't do no like that, man. I'm, I'm voting, man. This, this, that slavery is over with, man. What the hell are you talking about? I can't believe. What, 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 what did you say, man? I'm, I'm thinking that you guys are going to be finding me a, a job, a job, it job. That's not a damn job. job man. It, it, regardless of, of, of what, how you like it, it's a job. Now, I need you to report. First, Five o'clock Monday all, morning, out in the field with no shoes and ready to sing your song and pick. Man, I am not reporting no damn where at five o'clock in the morning at no damn field, brother. I mean, I I don't know why they, why you even calling me with this. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you you know what? Go ahead and send my off because I'll go over there and talk to these people in the beginning because y'all need to be reported. Like I said, five o'clock in the morning, report. You don't have, if you you can wear your shoes. Man, I, 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 listen, Buck. Buck, listen to me. First of all, nah, nah, my name ain't Buck. And matter of fact, what's your name? Because you know what? I will be at this tomorrow just to meet your because this don't make no sense, man. You calling my phone talking about some slavery work, man? You must be out of your mind talking this. Are you looking for work or are you not looking for work? No, nah, I'm not looking for that kind of work, dude. I mean, you calling my phone telling me about some slave work? It's work, though. You it's must work. Be out you got to get paid. Mind. Matter of fact, what, what is your name? What is your I'm name? Daniel. You can kiss my ass, okay? Listen, kiss my I don't want to go back and forth. I'm not you. doing I... no type of like that. Matter of fact, y'all agency can lose all my information. You're going to get your black I mean, hang on. You're going to get your butt out there, and you're going to do what you Did need you to do. Did you just say get my black Well, you know what? I will be there. Put my down. Can I can I say one more thing, please? What 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 the else you gotta say, man? You didn't say it a mouthful already. I, I gotta say this. This is nephew Tommy from Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife Katrina got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> what? The who? <laughs> William, this is nephew Tommy, man from the Steve Harvey Morning Ain't Show. This a <laughs> man, I can't believe she did some <laughs> like that, man. And, and and she know I'm looking for a job, man. <laughs> I bet you won't be saying that when the bills come in next month. <laughs> hey, man, I'm five foot eight, 150 pounds, but uh, when I'm ready to get in your, I will get all up in your. I mean, and she know that. She know that. 
I was thinking about killing you, Tommy. Oh, Buck. Hey, 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 Buck. When you call me Too Buck, much. man, I ass going to be thumping. But you know what kind of woman pranks a man who's out of work? I mean, yeah. come on, man. That's so heartless, isn't it? Oh, it's so heartless. Uh, I'm 5'8", 150, but I would get in your behind if I got to. Oh, you say, can you come barefoot? Oh, man. Can you sing? Yeah, can you sing? That's it, right? Well, I, you Do know, you know I, some spirituals? spiritual. I can blow a little bit. I ain't really no professional, but. And it just goes to show how oh, bad he man. really need a job because everything yeah. you said up, he's like, yeah, well, I, I sang a little bit, you know. <laughs> he's trying to figure out what kind of song. Am I going to yeah. be doing delivering telegrams? Uh, what is I'm going to be saying? I'm saying I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the job call for us. I'm going to be smashing grapes. I know this brother here was spinning. We making wine? What we doing? We on the trampoline? What is we doing? Buck. Buck. Okay. You trying to get your ass. No, you said get your black. Make sure you have your black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was another one, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Oh, man. That was great, man. I love my people. I love them to death, boy. They are the truth. Truly yeah, the truth. I know some people, dog, had you had put that phone call in, you, mm. you probably couldn't have had enough bleeps. <laughs> Coming up next is my strawberry letter subject. We both got busted and can't be trusted. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, we both got busted and can't be trusted. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm torn to pieces over my breakup. I was dating an old friend for two years. I am 52 and he's 45. We talked about marriage and we were in the process of buying a home. We were a picture perfect couple. And then things started changing. I would see him throughout the week and on weekends, but lately he's been busy on weekends. Our lovemaking turned into quick sex and it only happened when I initiated it. He started guarding his phone, and it was on vibrate all of the time now. I checked it to see if he had changed the passcode on his phone, and he did. So I asked his son for the new passcode, and he gave it to me. Uh, I went to my boyfriend's text messages and saw a string of texts, naked pictures, and sexy videos between him and another woman. The woman asked him if he could love two women, and he responded that he could only love one woman at a time, but she shouldn't ask him to choose. According to the text, they hadn't had sex yet, but they were planning to soon. I was 
fuming mad, and he came into the room and caught me with his phone. He started yelling at me for going through his phone. We argued and argued for hours, and he said that I had no right to go through his phone. I told him I had no right to, uh, he had no right to try and cheat on me. When it was all over, he broke up with me because he said he couldn't trust me. I can overlook the fact that he tried to cheat on me, but uh, he can't overlook something as petty as me going through his phone. Who really broke all the trust in our relationship, me or him? Who should apologize? You could overlook the fact that he cheated on you? Really? Okay, uh, let me ask you this. Why would you apologize to him? I'm trying to figure that one out. Why? What did you do? What, for what? What are you apologizing for? His son gave you the code. <laughs> that was a pretty slick move right there. His son gave you the code. That's how you got in the phone. So far, I don't see anything you have to apologize for. Anyway, you know, you just, with this whole argument and all of this, you just gave him an out, uh, you know, by getting caught with the phone. That's just what he needed. Uh, and as luck would have it, to break up with you. I mean, that's what he wanted. This has nothing to do with trust. I don't see this. I see this as having to do with the fact that he's cheating or like you say, trying to cheat on you. I think he was cheating and uh, he, he wants to leave, but he didn't want to hurt you because you guys have been together. You said he's your old friend. You guys have been together for two years. He just couldn't find a way um, you know, to do it. So you gave him an out with, with being caught by the phone. So don't think with the phone. So don't think that you have to apologize for something. Cause again, I don't see anything that you did again. His son <laughs> gave you the code. It's not like you broke into it on your own. Uh, not that that even means anything as far as I'm concerned. The fact is that he's cheating. He wants out and um, this relationship is over. I don't think he's going to apologize um, either for what he did. I think him trying to flip it on you, uh, you know, just makes this relationship what it is, uh, one big nothing. It's not a relationship now. He's time. He's ready to move on, and I think it's time you did the same thing. Steve? Well, oh, girl. Lord have mercy, lady. Y'all are friends, you 52, he 45, talking about marriage. The subject, though, we both got busted and can't be trusted. But what I want to tell you about this busting that happened, they two different bust. Two different, totally complete bust. He done made your crazy ass think they the same. Well... You had a perfect, you're a perfect, you're a picture perfect couple, and some stuff started changing. You see him every day on the weekend, but then lately, he been busy on weekends. Love making turned into quick sex, and it only happened when I initiated it. Then he started his one, you know, he started guarding that phone. Hmm. Yeah, it was on vibrate all the time now. That's all you got. I checked to see if he had changed his passcode. I be doggone, he did. So, I asked his son for the new passcode and he gave it to me. <laughs> what? You asked my son. <laughs> and he gave it to you. Mm-hmm. My boy. 
from my loins. Yes. Got my last name. Mm. The one that I think gonna carry on the legacy. You went to him and he gave you my password. Somewhere I have failed. As a father. Uh, yes. Somewhere, ah, 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 we never discuss man code, none of that. Mm, mm, but he gave it to you. Mm. So you start going through the text message, and you saw a string of text, naked pictures, sexy videos between him and another woman. Lord have mercy. This letter is going to hell. When I come back, I'll tell you how deep in hell you actually in. All right. Thank you, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject today, we both got busted and can't be trusted. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. We both got busted and can't be trusted. 52-year-old woman dating a 45-year-old man. They've been a perfect couple for years. Then suddenly he stopped coming by on the weekends and only had sex when she initiated. It was quick. She noticed that his phone was on vibrate all the time. She decided to check and see if he changed the code. He did. She couldn't figure the code out. She probably sat there and put his birthday in. Social security number, tried a number of things, it failed. <laughs> so she went and got his dumbass boy. <laughs> and her, his son gave her the code. She go through the phone, find these naked pictures, sexy ass videos, and a string of texts. The woman asked him if he could love two women, and his response was that he could only love one woman at a time, mm-hmm. but she shouldn't ask him to choose. Then she said, according to the text, they hadn't had sex yet, but they were planning too soon. I was fuming. He came into the room, caught me with his phone. He started yelling at me for going through his phone. Rule number one, when busted as a man, the best defense is a good offense. You have (laughs) got to go on the attack. You cannot sit there and hold your guards up. Women swing through guards. They'll knock your ass out. You won't have a tooth in your head putting up your guard. You have got to get on the offensive. I commend him for trying to go on the offensive. Wrong as hell. Yes. But he went on the offense. But he went on offense. (laughs) Hell, you in my phone, folk. Yeah. Yeah. You go up in my phone? You got my phone? My phone? You going through my phone? Yes. Yes. Ever. Keep saying it. Just keep saying, keep saying it. it. My phone, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so crushed that you would even go through. This is my personal stuff. I ain't got no... What is you in here talking to this heifer foe and she naked in all these videos and you making these sexy-ass videos with her? In my phone? <laughs> you gotta keep saying that over and over. Yeah. You gotta go to the phone. 
different <laughs> volumes. Different <laughs> you said different volumes. Yeah. But you sitting up in here and you haven't, you told her that y'all was going to have sex soon and that you were taking this. She sent naked pictures to you. All of this is in the phone. In my phone. Jesus. In my phone. Not the phone. Grab your head. Grab your head. So now, I told him, he said, this gone for hours. He said I had no right to go through his phone. She tried to flip it back and said, you had no right to cheat on me. When it was all over, he broke up with me because he said he couldn't trust me. I know that's right. Go ahead, Pam. You can't trust him, but he broke up with you and told you you can't trust him. It's the master flip game. Mm. And you falling for it? Guess what you said? I can overlook the fact that he tried to cheat on me. Right. But why he can't overlook something as petty as me going through his phone? Whoa, 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 whoa. No. It's, it's, it's not, don't worry about the fact that it was petty you going through the phone. It, what the what you found in the phone wasn't petty. Thank you. Ash naked pictures, <laughs> videos, sex ass texts, planning an escapade later on on a weekend that you normally have with him. Rondy when is too. that gonna be the real topic of conversation? Now then she asked me, who really broke all the trust in our relationship, me or him? Lady, what's wrong with you? How are you letting this man do this? Now, were you right for going through his phone? No, you were wrong for going through his phone. But he was wrong for putting this stuff in the phone. His stupid ass, he don't know how to erase this stuff? What's your dumb ass holding on to it for? Look and get it out. Look and get it out. That's how you supposed to What's hell wrong with you? What's wrong with him? And now that he done flipped it back on you, went on offense, that's stupid. That don't make no damn sense. We got to whoop that boy ass. We got to whoop that boy. Nah. That's a whole nother thing. Junior. Junior. Junior, wake up. Daddy, what you hitting me for? You shut your punk ass up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, UFC fighting is back, Steve. And you watched it. You ordered it, right? Yes. Uh, we'll talk about it <laughs> and what the president had to say about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The return of UFC on Saturday night marked the first major U.S. sporting event since the coronavirus pandemic forced a sports shutdown back in March. Wow. 
a taped message from Trump was uh, played during ESPN's broadcast of the UFC. This is 249 fight in Jacksonville. Had no fans, of course, had no fans yet. Uh, the president congratulated Dana White and the UFC for restarting sports after a near two-month hiatus. The president went on to say, due to social distancing and whatever else you need to do, uh, do social distancing and whatever else you need to do, we need sports back. That's what he said. Uh, judges, broadcasters, fighters, doctors, trainers, referees all had to undergo COVID-19 testing before entering the arena, and some were even wearing masks. The cage floor was disinfected uh, between fights. That's good. The people said you could really hear uh, uh, every kick and every punch because the venue was empty and there was an echo. You could hear a bunch of heavy-ass breathing. <laughs> oh, you watched it. Right? I watched it. I ordered the fight, fell asleep, uh -huh. but uh -huh. I watched all the prelims and everything. You saw uh -huh. the it was weird watching. I saw the president's video. He has a relationship with Dana White. That's why he shot the video. Uh -huh. And it was on ESPN Plus. A couple of things has to happen. First of all, I think they need to have four buttons. You know how, okay, like when football teams is getting ready to go play in a stadium that's traditionally known as loud. Mm -hmm. Like right. getting ready to go play in uh in 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 Seattle, mm -hmm. yeah. or getting ready to go mm -hmm. play in Kansas City where it's mm -hmm. really loud, mm -hmm. or in the dome, mm -hmm. they will put the players in dome facility and cut on crowd noises, and mm -hmm. play it real loud so the players get used to not being able to hear in the huddle. Okay. Uh, I think what the UFC should do is put crowd noises in the Doing arena the fight. and oh, have man. four levels, just a, a low din, mm -hmm. a cheer, or mm -hmm. oh, he whooping his ass. <laughs> These are levels. <laughs> and, 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 and oh, hell no, this is about to go <laughs> woo. And, and, and let Joe Rogan control the buttons. Mm -hmm. I think they need to do that. Okay. But the second thing they need to do, I got to talk to somebody. Me and Junior was on the phone <laughs> for 40 thing. minutes trying to order the damn fight together. <laughs> because this, it, this ESPN Plus, to get a fight on your TV, uh -huh. it's too damn hard, man. Oh, it's difficult. Yeah. No it's you too damn hard. Yeah. I was exhausted, seriously. Yeah. Me and Junior, I put my code in, and I kid you not, I'm not exhausted. At least 10 times. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about uh, your Mentoring Monday session, Steve, coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so the Harvey Foundation, your virtual Mentoring Monday session, Steve, they are trending now. Your, uh, the, the program, of course, helps young men realize their potential uh, it helps them to envision and to prepare for a strong and productive future. Uh, what more do you have to add to that? Because you're starting to do them every Monday, and they're getting popular. They're starting to trend. I mean, you as know, well. it's 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 what the whole mentoring program is about, anyway. But it's just really young boys who don't have fathers in their lives have thousands of questions. I mean, it's an endless pool of questions, and they had, and one kid uh, just was so jacked up about the fact that he wanted to be a successful filmmaker mm -hmm. and he wanted to know he don't want just some girl walking the red carpet with him because he a filmmaker. He want to know what he had to do 
to understand girls so he can pick the right one. Now, he's 14. All right. Okay. I love All it. Right. Yeah, oh, get in early. Uh-huh. He played and I tried right to explain uh-huh. to him, uh-huh. and, you know, uh-huh. hey, man, first of all, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, understand women. You never finna do that. So don't worry about that. Don't even worry about that part. That's ongoing. I'm still, I'm 63 trying to figure that one out. So, and then, uh, you know, we we just go into a lot of different things. Some of them want to know how do they make it in the manhood without their father. I mean, it's some really great questions. And the mentoring program is one of the things I decided to do during this quarantine. I wanted to do something effective, you know, so... Mm -hmm. I did, I did, I do that. I did my high school graduation uh, last Friday. Commencement uh, speech, virtual? Yeah, you see the shirt I got on? Yeah. Oh, oh, that ain't Georgia. That's Glenville. That's Glenville. Oh, okay. That's Glenville High, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's okay, Glenville. How'd so, that go? Uh, it was beautiful, man, but it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. My old high school, man, when I graduated, was 3,000 students. 695 seniors graduated that year, Mm -hmm. grades 10 through 12. Mm -hmm. The school here is very different. The entire school, 337 students. That's it? The graduating class was 60. Wow. They have a 69% dropout rate. It was really kind of sad, but... The kids that were on the Skype that was graduating, man, really were moved by some of the things I said, and it really helped them because they couldn't believe it. You know, they just didn't. The teachers had the whole viral thing set up on Zoom, and you could see each student in the block. You know, all mm-hmm. of them were there. And, um, mm-hmm. and then they said, we have a new student coming in today that's going to be joining this class that you all have to meet. And I came in. I had on another because I, I ain't got nothing but Glenville High School shirts. I ain't graduated from nothing else, so mm-hmm. I came in and, and sat into the camera, but I just showed the shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then when I sat down into it, and they looked in there, and they discovered <laughs> it was me, they ass went hard left. Oh, and it was, was really good. good. That was good, Steve. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I did that one. I'm also uh, part of the commencement speech for 30,000 HBCU students. Nice. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Kevin Hart is talking, uh-huh. and uh, t- the two speakers are uh, myself and President Obama for the HBCUs. Great That's company. Doing that. And so those are the things that I wanted to do virally while I was off, because mm-hmm. I think mentoring is so important, man. Just yeah, so It's back. just a big, big component. It's really catching on. It's really going viral. So if you want to join us on Mondays today, later on today is Mentoring Mondays. And uh, we'll surprise a couple of more kids today. How do they join? You don't know. Now, you know That's how language. you are on us when we ain't got our information. Uh-huh. How get do you join, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Is it as hard as it was to get on? You were telling us earlier to, to buy get the on fight. ESPN. <laughs> the hey, man, fight. ESPN Plus, they really have to change that. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Junior's a little tech guy. We Junior couldn't we get couldn't the fight. Out. I gave up with Junior, mm-hmm. and I was on with my assistant out in L.A. for another 40 minutes. I didn't even get the beginning of it. All right, coming up, we have more of today's trending <laughs> stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll be back at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, here we go. Carla is here. Trending music news. What do you have for us today, my dear? Well, my dear. Okay, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, the battle. Oh, yeah. Oh, went yeah. Down. What was that, Carla? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it went down Saturday night, Tommy. The Queens, they battled. Mm-hmm. It was a little different. I was happy to see them coming together because they were truly fans of each of other. Of each other, yeah. Yes, and they respected each other's music, and they, you know, talked about their songwriting skills and everything. So and their it friendship. was cool. It was cool, yeah, and their friendship. It was about, they battled songs, 18, I guess it was about 18 rounds of music. And I heard it was real talkative, though. Did they do a lot of talking back and forth? Yeah, they were talking. Where you hear that at? Uh, My wife told me that. Uh, oh, yeah, because it was a lot of ladies. You have a lot, you have two people who talk a lot in their concerts, so there's going to be some talking. Pat LaBelle had been that. on that. You'd have had, not get that been cut down to four rounds of music. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah all that talking, man. You're going to get it. Yeah, they did their jams. They did some, all of their hits. They did. They did on and well, on, good. didn't you know? Slowly, next surely. Lifetime. Oh, yeah, next lifetime. Mm-hmm. Jill came with all the fire. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Getting in the way. She did say that she got some backlash for that song, Getting Mm. in the Way. I didn't know that because she wrote it, recorded a song about fighting. You know, she said, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we learned some things too, music Mm -hmm. knowledge. So we'll see who the next battle is going to be. Did Erica talk about being naked on that video, walking down the window seat? (laughs) 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 All right, we have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Little Richard, the founder and the architect of rock and roll, passed away on Saturday at his home in Nashville, Texas. Little Richard was 87 years old. The cause of death is related to cancer. Little Richard uh, was a performer with that falsetto voice. He was playing, uh, pounding on the piano. He influenced all kinds of artists, especially uh, Elvis. He knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling Stones, uh, of course, Mick Jagger, the lead uh, singer there, oh. David Bowie, and of course, Prince. Yeah. Prince right. with the hair yes. and the, you know, and everything. Yeah, he will be missed. He will definitely yeah, be missed. Yeah. One of the scariest movies is that, that movie. Have you seen that movie about the car? Is it where the guy had this car that comes back to life and they play a little. Christine. Christine. Yeah. It's Christine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time you yeah. touch it, Little Richard music plays on the radio. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> the first time I met him, he was a guest on the Steve Harvey show with me and said, Oh, that nice. was the first time I met him. Legend, huh, Steve? Cool. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. brother, man. Very nice. Man. Bacon George. Yes, sir. You shut up. always say, yeah. <laughs> shut up. Wash, started out washing dishes in the bus station. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. He, said I'm so, he said, I'm so excited I'm going to scream like a white lady. And I know that scream, so. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you now? You're familiar oh, you? with that? <laughs> Well, in other music news, this is really sad, too. Uptown Records founder, 90 hip hop, uh, 90s hip-hop R&B music pioneer Andre Harrell passed away on Friday. Uh, his was due to heart failure. Uh, he was 59. He was only 59. Um, Andre was a true visionary. He built the careers of Jodeci Jr., mm-hmm. all right? Come on. Mary yeah, J. On, Blige, Mary yeah, J. Blige. Yeah. 
yep. and Puffy. Uh, also, in other music news, uh, legendary, iconic singer Betty Wright. I uh, remember Betty Wright. She was known for the cleanup woman yes. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, tonight is a night, no pain, no gain. She passed away from cancer at her home in Miami. She was 66 years old. She was in a big lawsuit with young. Color Me Bad when they stole her yeah. music. Uh-huh. Yeah, for I'll sex you up. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to sex wow. you up. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Man, that's um, three, I, man. Woo. And I think it was just last week, Shaka Khan and a bunch of other singers had called for prayers, prayers. Yes. Uh, for Betty uh-huh. Wright because they said she wasn't doing well. Yeah, so our condolences going out to the families of Betty Wright, Andre Harrell, and of course, Little, Little Richard. Richard. Um, wow. Ooh, this icons. has been wow. some wow. kind of year, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. 2020 you know, ain't nothing to play with. Passed away um, Roy from uh, Siegfried and Roy over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus company. Yeah, from the coronavirus, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh. All right, coming up next, our last break of the day. Go again. It is our last break of the day. <laughs> 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 Go And, of course, we'll have some closing (laughs) remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey. All that coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, guys. Our last break of the day on this Monday. It's been a good day. Really great day. day. You know what? Interesting Um, day. Mm -hmm. I've been doing closing remarks, been dealing with uh, these uh, deaths of black men lately and I just want to do this one today to be a lot more encouraging to people to give you something I was thinking about I wanted to do this one a few days ago but I didn't so I'm gonna do it today I wanted to uh, remind people that during these challenging times what's what's really been helpful for me in not only these challenging moments but all of my difficult times in my life is my faith Now, this faith that I have has grown over the years. You know, as I've gotten older, I've discovered I'm I'm not the person that I was in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. I've grown over the years, and so have uh, many of you. But the greatest benefit to my growth has been my spiritual growth. And one of the things that I learned about it was I was on vacation in uh, in 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 Europe last year, and uh, I was in Italy. Now, how bad has it gotten over there, right? But uh, I was on a boat, and this analogy that I'm about to share with you it occurred to me while I was anchored offshore, and this happened to me. And I was sitting up thinking about it the other day, man. How can I share this with my audience, man, so they get the same thing out of it I got? So here it is. Uh, We were anchored offshore, and the captain of the boat uh, was explaining to me why he had anchored in a certain location. And he was saying it was based on the direction of the wind and the swing or the pivot of the boat when it was anchored. Because I notice whenever we anchor a boat, it always swings and pivots. And I just said, wow, this is interesting. Well, he was explaining this to me, and then this analogy came to me. Because what he was describing to me was actually my faith and my connection to God. And this is what happened. See, when a boat uses or lowers its anchor, 
uh, what is wanting to happen is he wants the rope or the chain that's attached to the anchor to be long enough to reach the bottom of the ocean or the lake floor. And if it does, the anchor is going to hold the boat in place so the wind don't blow or push the boat around or the current pushes it into the rocks. You feel me? Well, while he was talking, I was tripping because I suddenly realized that God was my anchor and my faith was my chain. See, earlier I said in the intro that I, I wasn't who I was in my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s because, see, back then, my faith was on a short rope. See, so my connection to God was, was let's just say, limited. But back then, though, I was in much shallower water. So sometimes my anchor could hold me in place when I used it. But whenever I didn't use my anchor, which was my connection to God, my chain and my connected to the anchor, which is God, even in the little boat and the shallow water, sometimes I get tossed. I didn't even fell out the boat boat before and felt like I couldn't even get back up in it. But that on those times when I had fallen out the boat, just like when you fall out your boat, you get deceived by the evil one who tries to make you think that you ain't gonna do nothing but fall out the boat again. And where was your anchor anyway? Well, to be truthful about it, I wouldn't even use it. But the devil was making me think that the anchor didn't work no way. But it does. The only problem is you gotta stay connected to it. So what didn't happen, y'all, is as I've gotten older now, I've started to realize that the anchor, my God, always works. I just gotta stay connected to it. I gotta make sure that my rope and my chain is always attached. See, as we get older, we get wiser, we get stronger, we gonna find ourselves out in deeper water. See, the older, the more experienced, you're gonna encounter that that water that you in, it gets deeper. You ain't in a lake or a river no more. You in deep water, you in the ocean. And the older you get, the more challenging life becomes, the deeper the water you find yourself in. See, the ocean different than a lake or a river. See, when the ocean blow out there on that ocean, when that wind blow out there on that ocean, it ain't no lake or no pond or no river. The wind pick up in the ocean in the deep water that you find yourself in, it creates some waves. It, it Huge waves come up. It generates major storms. Hurricanes develop out over the ocean. That's where they develop. Cause they're out there in that deep water, man. It can get treacherous out here. See, the ocean is so powerful, it can turn over the biggest boat if it's not anchored. Now to anchor out in deep water, your anchor has to get to the ocean floor to hold you steady in this deep water. Well, guess what? Then you need more chain, which is actually your faith. You need more faith, which is your chain that connects you to your anchor, which is God. So he can get to the bottom of things, so he can hold you safe, so he can hold you steady. That's what I learned while that man was telling me about an anchor on a boat out in Italy. He was really talking about my faith. So see, it don't matter what the situation is. 
It don't matter what the circumstance I'm in. It don't matter how deep the water get. My God, who is my anchor, always works. You have survived every storm this far. I see no reason why we won't survive this one either. Just got to stay connected. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 